Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Once I was constipated for just over three years. I went to a doctor and he surgically removed the turd from my large colon using a scalpel and tongs. When the turd was extracted from my shit chute, they measured it and my dung was over four and a half feet long and it weighed 56 pounds. When the doctors cut my turd in half, two gallons of cum poured out. I like taking the dick in my ass even if I am backed up. The doctors were shocked to find that the semen were still alive. The doctors froze the semen immediately. My giant warm turd lodged in my ass kept the semen alive and healthy. I donated the semen that once lived inside the enormous turd that was once packed deep in my shithole to my sister. She recently became pregnant thanks to my donated semen. I had the two halves of my giant turd bronzed and now one half of my colossal shit is lying atop my oak fireplace mantle next to a photo of a black garbage man that banged me out when I was 12 while I was using a hulu hoop in my parents' front yard. The other half of my turd I gave to my best friend's son. His name is Elliot and he is a vegetable. I had a hole drilled into the end of my bronzed shit log. I told Elliot the bronzed turd was a cow horn trumpet. Elliot plays my turd all the time. I recorded him playing my turd the other day when I was at his house. I'll play it for you now. While I was visiting with Elliot, his mother showed me the stains in her panties. She said that she pulled an all-night train with six heavily bearded Muslims. She met the Muslims at the 7-Eleven on 3rd Street. The Muslims were buying bags of Big Bite hot dogs and taquitos. I need some pussy! Where are you, whore? I hope you get this message. I love your podcast. Keep up the good work, Norman. Whore! End of messages. Wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, absolutely-fucking-loot-free, Norm Augustinus. So I bought a 16-slice toaster, and it wasn't big enough, honestly. You're going to say, why did you need a 16-slice toaster? I bought a 16-slice toaster, and there's really no other reason for it, because I fuck a lot, because I'm Norm Augustinus, and I do a lot of fucking. And I bought a 16-slice toaster because I frequently have had women stay over, a lot of women, and I feed them toast in the morning. They like toast. You have to start out slow when you eat after you, I fuck you because you could get a side cramp. It's like fucking swimming. You jump in the pool. They used to tell you, don't go in the pool if you've just eaten it. It's the same thing. If you've just been fucked by Norm Augustinus, you got to start light. Don't go into a steak. Don't go into eggs benedict. Don't go into five bowls of sugary cereal. You have to go into a slice of toast. And that's good. You can start slow. And you build your strength up. 
Because when I'm done fucking, they can barely walk. And that's the truth. That's not a joke. I'm not making stuff up here. When I fuck a woman, when I'm done fucking her, she walks so bull-legged. I've said this before. It's like she's been wrapped her legs around a barrel, a, mer- a metal barrel. And someone taped her ankles together, and she had to sit there for about 15 hours. Now, when you get off, you'll walk really bull-legged, like you took it all night long in a sphincter, something like that. When I'm fucking, I really fuck. I give it my all. I'm not there to be gentle. A little baby, little German girl, little sweet thing rubbing her cheeks and stuff. My dick is basically a stump. It's a stump. It's like a pole. What do you do with a stump, a pull, a nunchuck? You're supposed to inflict damage, aren't you? Nunchucks look like dicks and they're made to inflict damage. I'm not going to sit there like I'm putting makeup on around your fucking vulva with my dickhead like it's a mascara pencil or something. When I get in there, I start fucking. I really fuck. A fucking 16 slice toaster is not enough. I have to have a bigger toaster because of the parties that I have. So... Up here where I'm at, in upper northern Michigan, you can call for a pickup because I live so rurally. You can call for a pickup, and they'll come and pick up whatever it is you have to take back, and they'll pick it up, they'll knock on your door, and they put it in a truck. Because I know most half the women, the women drivers up here in upper northern Michigan, and they drive the prime trucks. As I said before, if you're ordering from Amazon, you should already know you're, you could get easily fucked, but you're too dumb to understand that that the word rim, rim me, is in the word prime. Prime, you see the word P-R-I-M-E, but R-I-M-E means rim me. It's like whoever's driving that fucking truck, it's mostly women, it applies to women. This is a man show. Talk about some fruity shit. It's a man show. They see rim me on the side of the truck and a woman wants to get in there and she wants to drive around because she's telegraphing, she's projecting, she wants to be rimmed. She wants someone to give her a rim job. And of course, that leads to more. Nobody just licks somebody's asshole and then stops there and says, hey, nice seeing you. Thanks a lot. Once you start there, you start banging. You start pull your dick out and you start putting it in different holes, blowing your load all over the place. But rim me is a good place to start. So I called for a pickup to come and get my 16-slice toaster because it wasn't enough. It sounds dumb, but it wasn't enough. Two of the slice, co- the slice areas you put the slice in, where you drop the toast in, two of the coils in both of those burned right the fuck out. Because I just put one piece of bread in after another, cause sometimes it, we'd even eat toast while they were fucking. They can't go into a big meal. And I don't like women locked down, bogged down, heavy, sluggish, when I'm fucking. I don't want their stomach full. On top of their stomach being full, they're constipated. You know that. They've been constipated for fucking four or five solid months. That sounds crazy. It sounds stupid, but it's true. They're constipated. Now, why do I want to put another three or four pounds of fucking food of weight in their stomach when I'm fucking? Now they got five pounds of shit in their large colon, and then they got three, four pounds of food in their stomach. I can't fuck that. I need someone to be chipper, alert alive it's going after life with a with an eager zest that's what i want when i'm fucking i don't want some bogged down lard ass that i'm trying to fucking make her move nobody wants that they need to be you know white when i'm fucking them i don't want to go in as a as a panty waist fuck some fruit and in there i'm gonna do some damage i want some action i want a participant 
Sometimes we eat toast while we're fucking. Sometimes we eat toast while I'm getting head. Sometimes while I'm eating them out, they'll eat toast while I'm eating them out while I'm giving them a rim job. But always in the back of my mind, I know if this happens, it's only rarely, I know that I'm going to fucking probably get throat cancer and lose my voice box. She'll still be here at 90. I'll be gone. They used a fucking shovel to cut out my voice box, my throat area. I can't speak anymore. I can't get pussy. I can't talk. I can't do anything because I ate some chick's cunt out. Always remember that. Eat her cunt out. You're going to lose your voice box. It's 100% true. And that should give you some idea with what you're dealing with when you're eating this female human being out. You could die. You could die caught up in your fucking lust. You could die. Her legs are spread. Her fucking brown eyes aimed at you. Her cunts aimed at you. You could die, motherfucker. Now think of that always. I think of that. Think of what they're going to do to you. I guess it doesn't really matter because you're going to die anyways with any bitch you're with. Spiritually, you will be snuffed out within five to ten years. You won't even know who the fuck you are. Every purchase you made, you didn't even want. She did it. Every fucking thing you did, she made the decision, and you just allow it. They don't know why this phenomenon happens, but it doesn't happen to me, your correspondent, your pal, Norm Augustinus. I don't allow that because I have such fucking extreme experience. So, the toaster didn't work. Two of the fucking slots with the coils in it, things that glow really red hot, they didn't work anymore. The fucking knob was cracked in half. It was the luster. The finish was coming off. I need an industrial toaster so when I have bitches over when I'm fucking, I can feed them. Sometimes if they're really good, I give them fucking raisin bread, that cinnamon swirl. I'll give them that and toast that. And they really like that shit. They get chipper. They get faster. Raisins are in there fueling them up. And they like that. That's like a reward. Now, if I fucking pulled a four or five some or something like that, I give them fucking strawberry Pop-Tarts. This is a big reward with that glazing on it, that sugar glaze. That's when they've really performed supreme. So I called Amazon up. And then I have to give them a number. I have to give them a number off the package. I have to schedule a pickup. And that's what I do. I schedule a pickup. And they're so accurate because I live so far up here. Then when they say they're coming at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., they're there on the fucking spot on. I ain't waiting a fucking fortnight to get my lady to come pick it up. They're there spot on because it's so rural. And the word has got out with regards to Amazon drivers. The bitch is there. They know that if they go to Norm Augustinus's house, they're going to be treated like they really want to be treated. I'm going to spank the shit out of them. I'm going to swing them around the fucking my room by the ponytail, and I'm going to release the ponytail while they're being swung around like a fucking something in Circus Soleil or something, some kind of circus act. I'm going to swing them around the fucking room. I'm going to let them go. They're going to smash feet first into my fucking glass cabinet that has all my little glass creations in it. They're going to go through that fucking thing. They're going to slide across my chest of drawers, and everything on that's going to be fucked up. They're going to crash into the bread box in the kitchen after they slide 20, 30 feet on the countertops. They just love that shit. They know they're going to be treated like a female, not like you treat some bitch. Yeah, sweetly, I just lick your clit a little bit up, just massage your clitoris and kiss you and fucking who goes, I don't do anything like that. You wouldn't do that. Something that low, something that un ambitious if you went to the fucking circus or the carnival or the state fair you'd be much more involved even there even going to the outhouse and looking into the shitter which i like to do when there's a state fair in town 
I like to go to the shitter. I take a flashlight. I aim the flashlight in the hole and I look down at the shit. And that realigns you. You need to be realigned. It'll realign you. You think, wow, people are nothing more than filled with pounds and pounds of shit. This is what we are. This is what they are. Why am I all, all worked up over? What am I fucking falling apart for? They're just walking around with four or five pounds of shit and, and a gallon of urine. And I get nervous. I feel threatened at work. I'm scared. I'm frightened. I, I'm intimidated. I feel low. Why would you get that? You just go to the fucking state fair. You go into the outhouse and you aim a flashlight in the shitter, those outhouses. And you look down in there and you see all the logs. All the logs look alike, except for mostly if they're men. But if they're female logs, they're much different in what they look like in appearance. You've got a highly packed turd like you've never seen because they haven't shit in fucking four or five months. They all got the Elvis Presley syndrome. You can see a difference in their shit. And you say that was a woman's shit. That was a man's shit. That's a woman's shit. That's a man's shit. Anyways, it will realign you to what you're facing. To things in your life, you'll say, we're just shit. We're scrambling around fucking like ants across this planet looking for ours. We're going to get ours. They're just a bunch of fucking animals filled with shit. Man, do I feel good. I just had to swallow my saliva. I about practically fucking practically sw choked to death. Sometimes I stop breathing when I talk. I run out of air. And sometimes I can let the saliva build up. To the point where it's like I drank a 16-ounce Coca-Cola and it's in my mouth. That's my saliva. And I'll try to talk around the saliva to you. Kind of not exactly kosher. So I called them over. I called Prime to come over. And because I have such a reputation with the Prime girls, honest to God, one time one went through a fucking window. Another time I fucked three of them on a staircase at this place right here. The staircase, I put a fucking... One of those things you can put, it's like, uh, what do they call it? It's got chains, it's got pulleys. I put that above the staircase, and I had the women on the staircase, and I just went up the staircase with this thing. It's on a pulley, and it's on a wheel on a track. I can lift myself up, and I can keep going step to step to step and just lift myself up a little more and pull myself forward. And I fucked three or four women, women in a row, on a basement staircase. I just, they were on that fucking staircase on their knees and their ass was in the air aimed at me and I just go past each one. I'd adjust this fucking pulley, this pulley system and I'd just fuck each one from the rear. I'd lift myself up a little more with the chains. It would elevate me up a little bit higher. I'd pull myself forward to the next bitch. I'd stick my cock. I'd sink it, my scud and her skunk. And I'd just go to the next bitch and sink my scud and her skunk. And go to the next bitch and sink my scud and her skunk. And then I'd get to the top of the stairs and I felt fully refreshed. Now that's only the first sortie. I didn't blow my load on any of them. I just primed the fucking hole. I primed the plug. Then I went back down, and I slowly could save my cum. Honest to God, I start to cum on the first one, and I let a little jism out. But I still hold it into my bag. I can feel it. There's not a full orgasm happening. I'm at the tip of the orgasm, and I let in the, the cum into the hole just enough so I can save it for all four bitches. And I just go to the next one. I fucking plug the skunk with my cock. I go to the next one, plug the skunk with my cock. But I must admit, the final one at the top of the stairs is always the massive fucking load. They shudder, they move around, sometimes they almost go unconscious. And the other three bitches down below her on each step kind of get pissed at they didn't get Norm Augustinus's massive load. 
I've done that with the prime drivers. I chased one bitch around the yard with a machete. They love that shit. Just chasing with a machete and a beer in your other hand. And they honestly get fucking scared. I don't think I'm going to kill them. It, it is possible. I don't think I'm going to kill them. But what it does is heighten their nervous system so high, winds them up so high, that when they have an orgasm, when I finally sink my fucking beaver bat into their cunt, my Abraham Lincoln log splitter into their fucking cunt, when I finally drive it home, they really come. I mean, it's explosive. I don't have to do much work. All of sex is fucking mental. It's the nervous system. You chase a bitch around your yard with a claw hammer, and you're going to get some good fucking pussy, but you got to believe it. You gotta believe what you're doing and be careful that you don't go overboard. You gotta believe it. You're chasing around with a fucking claw hammer. You're chasing around with a goddamn hoe. A hoe. H-O-E. Things you use in the yard. You, you know, you pull dirt back and shit. Well, you're chasing around with a spade shovel. You're chasing around with a fucking electric hedge cut clipper. It's plugged into the wall. She knows you mean business. You tell her you're gonna cut all her fucking fingers off. And when you catch up to her, you're gonna cut all her fucking fingers off. Now she's in her panties. And you're laughing and shit. They love that shit, man. They get royally revved up. They get turned on. And then you start fucking in the backyard by the doghouse. I'm going to cut you all your fucking fingers off with these hedgers. They just love it. I had a sawed-off shotgun once. I brought it back from the service when I was in there. I was in the service two tours, 18, month, uh, 18 months, two tours, in the worst jungle situation you can ever imagine. And I had a sawed-off shotgun. It was great. Everybody in a fucking helicopter signed it. I use it all the time. We'd get people up in the helicopter. I'd aim it in their f and blow their face right the fuck off. They'd just fall backwards. It sounds insane, but it really isn't. Just another day in the life of Norm Augustinus. Life is to be experimented with and lived, motherfucker. They come up. They're all happy and shit. They're finally in a fucking American helicopter, an H1, a Huey a Bell helicopter. You bring them up. They're laughing. They're thanking you. They're asking you for a fucking candy bar. And you shoot their fucking face off. Boom. That's neither here nor there. Just maybe not anywhere. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Shoot their face off. That ain't exactly nice, is it? So I call the Prime truck up and ask Prime to come over to get my 16-slice toaster because I ordered a 24-slice toaster so I can have all the fucking toast I want to be able to feed my bitches before, during, after, when we're fucking. I give them, like I said to you, raisin toast, fucking Pop-Tart. Depends on how they performed. Because you don't want them filled up. You don't want them sluggish. You don't want them having to go number two. You just want to fucking, fucking fuck. Now, I knew that probably a woman was going to come to my door. That's the kind of reputation I have at the Prime headquarters, the Prime warehouse, Amazon Prime. That's the reputation I have there. And it's because I just don't hesitate. I don't have any interest and what do they used to call it years ago? Courting. I don't want to court some bitch. I don't want to take her to fucking movies. I don't want to go to 7-Eleven and get fucking couple of speed balls, whatever they call those cinnamon whiskey balls. I don't want to do any of that shit. Drive around, walk around tree-lined canals with two chunks of Gouda cheese and some wine bottles and a glass and a picnic basket. Why would I do that? She's more turned on than I am as soon as she sees me. I'm not going to spend a fucking fortune and walk around tree-lined canals and eating Gouda cheese. Get your goddamn pants off and throw that fucking basket in a goddamn river and let's get to fucking. I don't have time for shit like that. I'm getting too old for that shit. 
So I automatically assume they know my reputation. They're coming over. They're going to get the toaster. And then we'll probably be fucking. I don't know if you know about fucking an Amazon Prime lady like I have. I know this absolutely 100% is true. They can't sit anywhere longer than I think it's 8 or 10 minutes. It might be longer. It was a seven minutes. That's the max they can stay at any house because the truck is rigged with computers and transmitters away, satellite dish and other things like that. Shut up! They can tell the dispatcher if there's a problem. Have they been abducted? Has someone done something to the truck? So after seven minutes or so, the flags go up that she's either stalling somewhere, she's getting her cunt eaten out, She's fucking somebody. She pulled over on the side of the road. She saw a beautiful dick-like stump laying next to a tree or something. She's going to get herself off. They know something's not kosher. So the way to thwart that is, for an Amazon Prime driver, there's a system with regards to their truck. If their tire is flat, it now tells the dispatcher that the truck is disabled. They won't even show up for help or send the truck. They usually have contracts with tow trucks and other people, services in the area. They won't even show up for two or three hours if you let the air out of the tire. The air out of the tire tells the dispatcher that the truck is disabled and they know what the routine is, standard operating procedure, and the driver knows the same thing. So if she lets the air out of the truck of the tire, one of the tires on the truck, the prime truck, she's telling the dispatcher that she's run into something. She's run over a fucking nail. She's run over fucking... Uh, clip piercings, I guess that's a popular thing. It'll put a hole in the tire. Do you have any idea? There's like 14 million clip piercings laying on roads all over the fucking United States. A clip piercing is like an earring. You can put it in your clit and has something to do with you fucking her and she's, you're fucking her and she's fucking you. Just sort of some surface trick that experienced people like me don't fucking need. Why would I need a clip piercing or a clit thing in her clit when I'm fucking her? My dick is 15.5 pounds. There ain't no stupid clit ring that can compete with that. When I pull my dick out, people are scared. Initially, a woman is scared shitless when she sees my dick. And the reason is this. They automatically say this to themselves. Can I take that dick? Yes, I've measured my cunt with different things. Pencils, number two pencils, hot dogs. They have to have a rough idea how much dick they can take. But they never imagined that they'd see a 15.5-pound dick in front of them. And when they see that, they get literally scared. Now, that's part of my game. When they see my big dick, they get scared. Their heart starts beating. Their pussy starts raining teardrops like a fucking rainstorm from between their legs. It's frustration. It's confusion. It's anticipation. It's excitement. It's all in one. When I fuck, they really are What's the word? Into it? They're truly into it because now they've never seen something like this. This big damn dick. So you got to be careful when you do stuff like that, by the way. You have to be careful if it's a stranger. You don't know what this bitch is. You don't know how much money she owes. She probably owes 50 grand at least. There might be the law after her. There may be a warrant. She's probably got a Julie pill in her purse and a 486 pill in her purse. These are abortion pills, day after pills. She's probably, I mean, literally all kinds of shit and things. Chlamydia, herpes, gonorrhea. You have to be careful, fuck stick. That's why I'm here. I'm guiding you through. I'm coaching you through. I'm steering you through the dark, scary tunnels, the winding roads, so you're prepared for what you're going to encounter. Most bitches are very dangerous. Always remember that. 
When they see my beaver bat pop out of my pants, though, whatever they want to do to Norm Augustinus, they now say, fucking A, man. This fucking thing could be chasing me. He could be coming at me with a ball-peen fucking hammer and his dick out. His dick looks like a mini Louisville slugger baseball bat. What the fuck was I going to do? What was I thinking I was going to do? Rob him, steal him, get some fuck... Forget it. I'm just trying to save my goddamn life. That's what they think is they're running in a fucking yard. And I've had this happen with somebody holding an extended handle clawed hammer and laughing. That's what I do, man. I just fucking laugh and come at him. It's not a joke. It's really fucking me. I don't want some timid idiot. I don't want some lard ass who's going to slowly sink into old age and then be in the back room with a box of fucking candy putting more and more goddamn weight on. The purpose of a woman is sex, and only sex, especially young women. Nobody wants an old fucking dried-out bag with no period. That means she can't create anymore. She's got no eggs in her. I never really understood. What good are they? Yeah, sure, they can work at the home bakery at the corner. Yeah, sure, they can go volunteer time with the American Red Cross. Big fucking deal. So can anybody. A Downs patient can do that. I want a chick that's chocked full of fucking eggs and fertile. So when I get in there, I think, wow, I'm playing with fucking danger, man. She's got thousands of eggs in that cunt, and I'm going to conquer it. I'm going into egg fucking city. I'm sliding down a hill covered in ball bearings like eggs, man. I'm going to fuck away. So, I already knew about the prime truck, the tires, and all that. So, I figure, she's going to come over here, we're probably going to start fucking, and that's the way it is. So, I get prepared for her arrival. The arrival with my, with me holding the toaster. Now, what I do is, I put a two-inch hole in one end of the box, of the toaster box. The other end of the box, I put a two-inch fucking hole. Now, there was a gap in the box because it was paperwork and it was packed in fucking styrofoam, these, the, you know, the pre-molded foam that comes in a box when someone ships something to you. And I took that section out, just left a little to keep the toaster above so it wouldn't crush my cock. And then I suck, sunk my cock into the one hole and out the other hole of the toaster. It's absolutely incredible. And I stood there holding the toaster so for her arrival, for the prime truck delivery driver for her arrival with my dick through the box sort of a kind of a metaphor like toast hot this is hot thing can fuel you up can fuel you spiritually it'll fuel you emotionally that's what a dick can do there's the toaster there's the slices that it could make the future for you the pop tarts the fucking cinnamon swirl fucking raisin bread and there's my dick filled with fucking a fistful of goddamn jism made custom for her and i'm first the first to admit I have whacked off. I do that. Yes, there's some pleasure in that. I have beat my meat. There's some pleasure in that when I've popped a rod. But mostly, I beat my meat because I feel that women deserve the freshest jism on the goddamn planet. You know, they're into green drinks, health shit. It's all kinds of nonsense. They're into all that. They want the freshest. They want this, the latest, the freshest. So why would I want to serve up a fistful of my cum, Norm Augustinus's blow? Why would I want to serve it up if it isn't fresh? I want my concubine to have the freshest fucking cum on the planet. When I unload, when I unleash my cock, when I let the gates flow, the fucking river or the dam, whatever it is, when I let it flow, she's getting the freshest damn shit. The semen in my cum is so fresh, it doesn't quite know its way around. It doesn't know what's going on. It's so fresh it hasn't had a chance to swim around my bag for three, four months like yours has. 
My semen so goddamn new, so naive, it doesn't know what to do. It sometimes swims the opposite way. It sometimes goes to other semen. It thinks like they're friends or something, like they're, they're fucking pet. Some, some, what is that thing? Those, these sea monkeys. I think that they don't know what their purpose is. They have to be in your bag for a couple of weeks and then they realize they got a short life that they're supposed to go find a fucking egg in some fertile bitch who's not insane, which isn't really likely. That's how fresh my semen is. I got a fistful of blow in my bag and I'm going to unload it when she comes over. I'm going to just put my dick through there, hold on to the toaster. I've got this cat-like half crooked smile on my face. And when the fucking, when she comes to the door, I'm going to, I stand there with the toaster in my hand and my dick through the one hole, my dick coming out the other hole with my 15.5 pounds of fucking dick. It just is. And I know it is. And you know why. I tell the story all the time. It's one of the top stories that people constantly write me and say, could you say, talk about that story again, how you found out how heavy your dick was? And that is this. I guess I'll do it this one more time, or maybe not, maybe many times. I really don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do today, tomorrow, the next day. I may check out today. I may check out tomorrow. I really don't know. I haven't quite made up my mind yet, how well I like it here or not. So... I went to my friend's house. This is regarding my 15.5-pound dick. I went to my friend's house. He's a cocaine salesman, and I know him really well. He had two kids. One was about six, the little girl, and her, his son was about, uh, I'd say, seven and a half or so, somewhere in there. They were both very young kids, and he had himself. Now, when he used to take his coke out, when he, when he made a big sale, He'd put the coke that he was that he was mixing with all kinds of shit. I don't know what it's fucking soap, comet cleanser, baking soda, baking powder, any fucking thing, face powder, anything that he could put in this thing into his coke mix. He'd put in to try to make more money. Half his customers were smoking talcum powder. They didn't even fucking know it. And he even told me once that he'd try. He wondered if he could sell straight unscented talcum powder. And when they get just as high using the power of your mind, subconscious, hypnosis, and all that shit. And I said, you better not do that, uh, Red, because you could get in trouble. Something could happen to you physically. So he used to parade his kids around with fucking flannel coats on and shit like that, thick, hairy coats in the winter when he was head sales, and not in the winter, he'd use their shirts with sweaters, even if it was 90 out. He'd put the coke on their shoulders on the coat, like fucking, I don't know how much, uh, two grams of coke on each shoulder, two grams of coke on each of the kids. If he was going through a factory and he had a bunch of customers in there, he used to go to a factory, one particular factory. His friend at that time ran a food truck and the food trucks would come to the factories. It was a woman. They always have pretty women doing that. They'd back up of their truck, pull open the sides. There'd be sandwiches, hot soup, and other stuff. Really good food because otherwise nobody would eat it. And he would ride with her with his two fucking kids, it was like a novelty. They were acting like they were helpers. They were with their dad, and this woman was driving the truck. And he'd get out in a factory, and then his kids would go into the factory. He'd go into the factory with all kinds of cocaine on their shoulders. It'd be on the shoulders of the kids, the shoulders of the dad. And they were riding all this fucking coke, 10, 12 grams of coke. I mean, really expensive shit. And he had these little portable vacuums, and the little portable vacuums were about the size of a of a dildo. And in the, the vacuum, there were batteries. It was battery-powered. They had a little thing to catch whatever you sucked up. And he would go to the customer, and then they'd make their deal, and he'd suck the Coke off their shoulder blades, off their coat, off their sweaters, whatever season it was. He'd suck it off. It would go into this paper bag that was in the vacuum, 
In that paper bag, he would twisty up and give them their Coke deal. And then he'd move on to the next person and the next person and the next person. Now, my friend, his name was, I guess I slipped it out. His name was Red. That was his nickname. I can't give his real name. He's dead now. You can't get any Coke from him anyways, fuckstick. And he's dead now. So I went back to his house one time, and he had a big fucking metal scale there. The metal scale was used to measure the Coke, the weight of the Coke when he was going to the sale to buy he's made, he's double-checking, all kinds of stuff, but he had a metal scale. And I remember asking him, can I put my dick on your scale, your cocaine scale that you use to make your deals to sell your shit? And he said, yeah, sure, go ahead, Norm. We were that kind of people. And I put my dick on there, just my balls, just my pud, my rod. I laid it on the scale, and that fucking thing bottomed out. Excuse me. At 15.5 pounds, that's how much it was. I don't know what it is in a fucking metric system. I don't care what it is in a metric system. Nobody wants a metric system in America. The metric system sounds small and puny. We want big here. We want all big shit, as big as we can get in America. We don't want something that sounds like fucking centimeters. We don't want something a liter. We don't want nothing like that. We want gallons. When I fucking blow a load, and it's a fucking pint of cum, it sounds powerful. A fucking gallon of shit, a gallon of fucking piss. It sounds big and powerful, and even though it's shit and stuff, it sounds like a value, like something big. Nobody cares about coke fucking with a metric system. It sounds dumb. It don't even sound like it gets you fucking wasted. We don't want that here. So I laid my dick on his scale. And it was 15.5 pounds. Now, his sister, who was really good looking, I heard she put a lot of weight on now. He's got a fucking head like a basketball. His sister put all this weight on, but man, was she good looking then. She came over. She was in the other side of the room. She was sitting there. I don't know what she's reading, looking through fucking head magazine. I think that was one of them. There was fucking other ones. A magazine skunk, I think, was something to do with dope. She came over with her fucking high-heeled shoes on, knowing that Norm Augustinus was going to be there. And she didn't even ask, man. She just went down and start licking my balls and licking my cock to get the excess coke off and to pleasure herself with a sensation of a monster dick in her mouth. The monster dick with a good personality. It was great. She licked my balls clean. She licked my cock clean. And I got to look at her as she was licking my balls. You know, you get that look from them. Like you're somewhere else on another planet. Like somehow you've connected on another plane. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, just somebody licking your balls, but you feel you've really transcended. You're really rising. Well, sexually, this is, we're really connected. And then, surprisingly, her brother said, there's some residue on your cock. Do you mind if I lick it too? Clean it off with my mouth. I don't want to waste any of it. It's surely just 100% just a business transaction. And I hesitated for a second. And I said, yeah, okay, I understand you fucking, he was Polish and he was cheap with money, exceptionally good with it. And I said, okay, if you must go ahead, lick my balls and you know, you can detach yourself. And he, it was a business deal. He had to get the coke off my dick. But when she did it, it was much more than that. It was swirling and madness and flowing rivers and explosions and fucking shooting stars and the world collapsing and the sun going out and darkness. It all felt like that all at once. And so I knew my dick was 15.5 pounds. When it hit that fucking scale, it clanked out like you can't believe. Try to imagine two chunks of steel hitting. Just clunk, just like that. Try to imagine you take a trash can lid and you fill it with dirt or some shit and you hold it upside down and drop it from 100 feet onto the sidewalk. That's what it fucking sounded like. Try to imagine a guy that would try to imagine something. If you just fucking try to imagine something, at the very least. So... The prime lady's coming over, 
and she's coming over to pick up the 16-slice toaster that I used to feed my concubines, my whores, as we're fucking, as we're partying out here in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Nobody comes up here because, at least if they're smart, because they don't want to get killed. Because if you're uninvited, I will put one right between your fucking eyes. I also have Claymore landmines all over the yard, all over the property in a certain perimeter, and I have cameras up, wild game cameras, attached to trees that are battery-powered. It'll take your picture. And the only people I do want here is a good-looking fucking size 3 Irish girl. She's allowed. I don't want nobody else here. I don't want minorities here. I don't want, I just don't want anything here. I'll put one between your fucking eyes. You will step on a Claymore landmine and you will be blown the fuck up. And I have one little foot trap. I guess it's not really little, but I have one foot trap, an animal foot trap that I have here. And that's because I just don't want uninvited people sneaking up on me. I'm popular. I got a big dick. I got a fucking mountain full of dope here. And you have to defend what is yours. So, I'm at the front. I also got a, a wooden barrel filled with fucking different types of guns all the way to the top of the wooden barrel. And I have fucking rack after rack of ammo. I've got ammo belts that I hang from one of my lights in the living room. It's honest to God, I swing it around, I kind of bend it into an arc. It looks like decorations. People that come in there think, what an unusual, what an unusual light. It's so creative. It ain't an unusual light. It's a fucking ammo belt, man. It's not part of the light, but if that's what you see, that's that's good. That's for easy access. I can run. If I trip, I can get up fast, and I can start fucking eliminating the issue, the threat, the immediate threat. So I got my toaster, and I'm holding on to it in my hand, 16-slice toaster. My dick's through the one hole and out the other hole. The prime lady pulls up, and it's a lady, a woman, and I already see her smiling. She sees my cock out the fucking 16-slice toaster. You know that my cock exceeds out of the toaster six inches out the other side? I mean, man, this is a 16-fucking-slice toaster, and it's sticking out the fucking other side of the box, the dickhead, the late, the part that women want. They want the dickhead. They don't concentrate on much more. Your dickhead, your balls. It's like when you're fucking a woman. You don't really care about the bend in her arm. You don't care about the bend in the back of her fucking leg or between her toes. Those are moot areas. They don't fucking really matter. You look for revving up areas, hot buttons. She pulls up in her truck. And when she pulls up in her truck, she comes up to me. She said, hi, I'm here to pick up the toaster. Now, I'm standing there with my dick through the box, the toaster box. It's sticking through like an arrow that was shot out of a fucking Apache, some fucking, some fucking redskin, someone up here. They used to fucking, by the way, I think I told this before, there used to be Indians that lived in the upper northern Michigan woods, across the whole state, really. And they would scalp white women's cunts. They love to show you this bullshit on TV that they're scalping their head. Man, the only thing they scalped on a bitch was her beaver. They didn't give a fuck about her dyed-out hair, her burned-out hair with hair dyeing it since she was 12 years old. Well, the worst possible combination of chemicals there were on the planet at that time, they cared about the woman's cunt, especially if it smelled like beaver. They loved it. I mean, you smell a skunk, and you got a skunk skin. It smells like a skunk. They wanted beaver, man, Caucasian white woman's beaver, and they would scalp it and smell it. They'd wear it around their fucking neck to draw in animals. It made it easier to kill buffaloes, wolverines, squirrels, deers, mountain lions, minxes. They'd be drawn in by the stink of this beaver hanging around their neck. It was sexy, it was attractive, and it was productive. It would draw in food for these fucking na- these Apaches in the woods, these natives. So, they didn't, 
They didn't scalp a bitch's head. What good is that? Wow, I scalped her head. Big fuck. You got a beaver. And even more prize than that is if a woman had a hairy asshole, a Caucasian 1800s woman, 1790s woman, if she had a very hairy brown eye, her asshole. They'd scalp that fucking thing. It was incredible. They'd put it around their tomahawk handle, and it would eventually shrink around it tight because it was skin, and these hairs would be coming from the top up there where the blade is, and it was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Well, they don't show that shit anywhere. You can't find a story on it nowhere. They didn't scalp a woman's head. They scalped her, her fucking beaver, her cunt. They scalped her asshole, her, her brown eye. They scalped it. That's what I wanted. I didn't give a shit about her hair. Wow, big fucking deal. There's her hair. Why don't we want her hair? You don't want her goddamn hair. All kinds of cum in it, dried cum. Nobody wants that. I want as closest to the cunt as I can get. Now, that's the prize. So, she comes to the door. She's walking up. She sees my cock sticking out the box. She's, she looks like she's not trying to look at my dick. But I can see she has an eye like that old actor. There was an old actor once. His name was Marty Feldman. He could move his fucking eyes all over. When this bitch was looking at me, I saw her eye. Her left eye was scoped, was spotted, was was spot on looking at my cock. She couldn't look away from that. That was the left eye. But her right eye was looking at me, and she was trying to keep composure to the, uh, of not seeing my big dick. She was trying to keep her son together. I'm here to pick up a package. Well, she saw my dick sticking six inches, six, six inches out the box. When she saw that, this is no lie. This ain't a fucking exaggeration. This is the real stuff, man. This is dirt, gritty, straight out. When she saw that, she turned around, went to her truck, her prime truck, and then took something out of her pocket. It looked like something with like an air gauge. And she unscrewed the, the cap, the valve cap from the front left tire, and let the fucking air out. If you ever see that, you know you're going to get trim. You know you're going to get pussy. You know you're going to get truckloads and truckloads of pussy. You're going to get all kinds of ja- of gash. She started letting the air out of the tire. Why would she let the air out of the tire? Because of what I told you just moments ago in this fucking recording. Well, they call it a podcast. I don't know how to fuck it's a podcast. It's fucking a monologue. Thomas Edison made them up. Thomas Edison made up recordings. She fucking... Let the air out of the tire till it went dry. And while she's letting the air out of the tire, please don't think this is some kind of porn. I'm just, I'm just telling you what happened. I'm narrating. I'm giving you this fucking diatribe, this fucking whatever it is, monologue. As she's letting the air out of this tire, I don't know how much pounds it takes, 70, 80 pounds in a prime truck tire. It's a big tire. As she's letting it out, I see her massaging her cunt. Her vaginal area, massaging it while she's letting the air out. Now, there's something sexy about that. You hear this? And then you know her heart is doing this. And because you become sexually turned on yourself, you become super attuned to all things coming from her. You know that I could hear, because she was leaning down, I could hear her the drops like a rainstorm coming out of her out of her out of her fuckhole and dripping into the cotton ventilated panel of her prime issued panties. And now they wear prime issued panties, believe it or not. They wear them because of extreme perspiration and stuff on that cheap chair they give these bitches. They wear these special hygienic panties that will keep them from infection. Women drive the prime truck, you probably didn't know that. 
but they're prone to, they were prone to yeast infections sitting for eight hours on this cheap ass plastic seat in hot weather and they'd get fucking all kinds of yeast infections. So I could hear the cunt drops. He's like a rainstorm, trying to imagine a light rainstorm hitting the plastic ventilated panel of her fucking prime issued panties. There's something else in there hygienic. I could hear it, honest to God. And then I could hear this as she's letting the air out and she's looking at me. I could hear this. And that is the nipples as they extend like a, like a, here, see if I can do it with it. You could hear, hear that noise. I could hear her nipples growing in her prime issued bra, her prime issued brassiere, whatever they fucking call it. I could hear her nipples growing as she was massaging her cunt standing there and letting the air out of the tire. It was so exciting, so sexy. I've never had that happen. I mean, honestly, have you ever had a bitch was playing with herself, letting air out of a tire, and she's kind of massaging her cunt, playing with her cunt, where they say diddling her dough. She's diddling her dough. That's the area between her legs, her dough. I actually think I made that up. She's diddling her dough. I'm sure I'll find it somewhere because the extremely original people on the internet today, I'll find that somewhere and they'll say they did it. She's diddling her dough, man. And I could hear her tits, her nipples grow inside her brassiere. I could hear her cunt dripping. I could hear her heartbeat. And I swear you can start to hear their eyes move. What happens is the water, the lubrication, the moisture in the socket of the eye starts to get diverted for the cunt. Remember, on a woman, to get a dick in true in true biological form, to get a dick, it wants a lot of moisture in that fuck hole. It'll take it from anywhere. And as a backup, it'll take it from the eye. It'll take it from anywhere because the body's now excited. It's actually going to do what it was supposed to do. It's going to take a dick. And that water in her eyes goes diverted to her cunt. And you can hear her eye dry up. It's like It's like moving in her eye. And she's looking at me, up, down, back, forth. Everything is being diverted to the cunt. I could hear all this shit. As I'm still standing on the porch with a toaster in my hand, with my massive 15.5-pound dick going through one end of the toaster box and out the other end of the toaster, I'm still standing there, and I look down at my dick, and it's, I have to be careful here because I don't want to turn this into some fruity show. It's just undulating, expanding, contracting. And I can hear my dickhead because my dick keeps kind of moving up and down. You know how that happens as it's, you've got an erection. I can hear my dickhead hitting the edges of the hole that I hit, that I cut into this fucking, this toaster box. I can hear it hitting the edge of the cardboard. That means I'm super whammoed out. Have you ever been super whammoed out? Super whammoed out is to the point where you're so excited, so turned on, you don't give a fuck about your car payment. You don't care if your fucking job fires you. You don't care if you don't pay your rent or your fucking mortgage for two months. There's nothing else that matters. You're super fucking whammoed. You're super fucking cycled in on what you're doing. I was super fucking whammoed, fuck stick. Beyond anything, it was impossible. I'd have fucked her with a toaster still on my cock, and I'd have banged her out so hard that I'd have compressed the box, flattened the toaster. That's the kind of hip power I have. That's the kind of impulses, that whole area through my hips that I have, because I fuck so much from my knees all the way up to the top of my hips. It's all super pumped out. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just a section of this for fucking. 
If I'd have mounted her, if I'd have mounted your fucking sister, your mom, if I'd have mounted them with this toaster still dangling on my cunt, I'd have collapsed the toaster, pancaked it, literally pancaked it, think of a pizza box, and I'd have still been able to fuck while this fucking toaster ring was wrapped around the base of my cock. And that's what I felt with her. When the damn air went out, when it finally went down, she stands up, the prime driver. And when she stands up, she's so goddamn turned on that she does the splits right there with her prime-issued fucking work pants. She does the splits right there. When I say does the splits, what I'm talking about is her vag, her cunt, her fucking knob socket is so goddamn wet, so dripping. There's fucking, there's a monsoon, a storm down there in her fucking pants, literally a storm, that it's very wet down there. And as you know, the cunt is directly in the seam between her legs. If that area gets too wet, too moistened, too slippery, for a minute they can't control their legs and they do the splits without consciously even knowing it. When she did the splits, I knew it was over for her. Man, there was no business going on with a fucking toaster. I'd have smashed the toaster on her goddamn head and then start fucking. There is no fucking business going on there. It didn't matter she was picking up a package. It didn't matter she was being professional. The true purpose of what the two of us were or are was there, was on the table, was on the platter, was being served for fucking the main dish on Thanksgiving fucking evening. There it was. She did the splits. Now, when she did the splits... There was a big thump. Both her knees hit the ground. It was a beautiful split. It looked like something a woman in the Olympics would do, like she had years of practice. And when she did the splits, because she's not used to bending like that, those muscles, I think she had a mini orgasm. And when she had the mini orgasm, I saw her eyes rolled back, and she made a sound like this. Huh. Just like that. That ever little tiny nuance, that tiny subtle sound, that was her. And she had a mini orgasm. And when she had this mini orgasm and she did the splits and her knees hit the ground and the thumping notion, the, the thumping motion and sound, the impact of her knees hitting the ground, they transferred to me. I could feel them in the ground and my dick could feel them too. It was on ultimate high sensory alert. My dick could feel them. I could feel them everywhere. We hadn't even fucked yet. And look at the connection we have. Look how I work it. Look how I, I'm engaged. I'm alive. I'm not like you. I don't walk to the back room and say, well, I'm going to get it on or start fucking laying your side. She's laying on her side. You bang around on her side and shit like that. That's too goddamn slow. Women don't want that shit. They want you to fuck them, but pull out, don't come, and then throw them through the fucking window, right through your double pane glass window. They want you to throw them down the staircase, your basement staircase, but make sure you put it like a mattress at the bottom. They want that thrill of going down the staircase. Their legs are spread. You can see their beaver, their brown eye. As they're being thrown, the trajectory, the, the fucking flight path, as they're going down the stairs and landing on this fucking bed. They want you to come at them with a lawnmower, but they want you to hold the handle at the ground and that blade spinning, and they want you to chase them with a fucking lawnmower blade. You got it pushed to the ground, maybe using a broom and some duct tape, and you're pushing it, and the back two wheels are only thing on the ground, the top front wheels of the lawnmower up, and she sees that fucking lawnmower. They want that. They want you to fucking put her head in the goddamn laundry door. What's a laundry chute? There's a little door there in the older houses. She wants you to put her in the laundry chute, her head. She wants you to split her legs apart and fucking put the one leg in the laundry chute and the other's out. And her cunt's there, and it's just dripping, 
dripping droplets of fucking vaginal juices down the side of the wall. You can see it. It's like a fucking fountain. It's like you're at Pictured Rocks or something in Upper Michigan. She wants you to see the the vaginal juices dripping down the side of the wall under the laundry chute opening because you got her other leg in the chute and it's just dripping down there. This is what the fuck they like. One time years ago, I had a fucking coconut, and this chick was really playing with me. I had to subdue her. I had to put her straight. I had to show her who the fucking boss was. I'm not no goddamn metrosexual or some fucking man turning into a woman. I am fucking all man. She was taunting me, playing with me, doing fucking dumb stuff like something that maybe a Democrat would do, Some somebody trying to train you as a man. I fucking threw a coconut at her at about 57 feet and had the milk in it. You know, that fucking coconut hit her point blank in the forehead, and when it did, it split in half, and that coconut juice dripped down her top and down her stomach and onto her pants, and I put her back in line. She saw what she was. She saw the juices, the tits, the milk coming down. She felt the impact of the fucking coconut. Then the games were over, and we started fucking. I remember that. I remember it well. I chased her up into the attic, which is hell. It was only a couple feet high with all kinds of itchy asbestos and lined insulation. And, and I fucked her up there even. I had a train up there. I had used to run the train around the attic and shit like that. I remember putting her fucking tongue on the fucking train tracks and turning the thing on full that you used to control the train how fast it would go. She goddamn loved it. Never did that shit with me again. She come into the house. She was subdued and sexually on. And that's all you really want them for. You don't want them for fifty, sixty thousand dollars in debt. You don't want her for abortions that are behind her, abortion pills in her purse. You don't want her for all the court actions she's pulled on men, all the restraining orders, all the you just don't want any of that. What good is that shit? It ain't gonna help you in any way, fuck stick. Snap to, man. Come to. What do they say? Get in line or something like that? So there I am standing there like an Indugu warrior with my cock going through the fucking toaster box. My dick is out six or seven inches. I don't even fucking know anymore. I'm starting to get fucking turned on right now, and I'm shorted the fuck out. I'm I'm almost a little bit worried that I can't complete the story because my goddamn knob is out, and it's starting to take control of me, and I have to get re-control of it to continue the story. I'm going to command my knob to go down right now. better. That's way better. Because I'm in charge of my knob. My fucking cock is not in charge of me. It's much better. I feel it subsiding. When she came at me, she had to stand up. And when she stood up, the inside of her pants, this is not an exaggeration. This isn't some fucking stupid show out there that you could go listen to. And they got 25 ads on it and 50 people talking at the same place. They got $10,000 in fucking equipment or more. This isn't nothing like that. We look like a we look like a professional student studio. We look like we're podcasters. We we're doing it on step. We're missing the key element, which is we ain't got fucking nothing. When she stood up, her legs were in the inside of her legs were soaking fucking wet with the prime delivery female juices running down the inside of her khaki pants, and I could see it because they were khaki. Her juices, her cunt were throbbing, were pounding. I could hear her cunt lips flapping. You don't probably know that, but it's something that the female body does when it's exceptionally turned on. The cunt lips will flap, and why will they flap? They'll actually make a flapping sound like this. You hear that? It'll make a flapping sound, and that reason is this. 
in case they're somewhere and they've somehow turned themselves on somewhere to the point of no return and there's no dude there, that flapping sound will draw, possibly draw men in or other things, animals, big dick things, it'll even a horse and shit, it'll draw stuff in that want to find that sound and fuck it. That's like an emergency flapping uh, response for a female. It'll fuck anything and I can hear that flapping. The flapping is saying, get a dick in me. Get a dick in me. Get a dick in me. SOS. SOS. Da 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 dee 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 da da dee 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 SOS. Get a dick in me now. I gotta have a cock in me now, 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 now. And that flapping's a backup in case I didn't come through. Well, man, I'm coming through, fuckstick. And it's not a joke. If you were here right now, I'd fuck you. If your sister was here right now, I'd fuck her. If your mom was a vegetable and she was in a wheelchair and her eyes were rolled back, I'd fuck her probably in her mouth. I wouldn't want to pick her up because she's in a wheelchair. She's probably sitting on seven, ten pounds of shit, some fucking bag of shit like they have. I have that kind of ability. We're supposed to fuck. We were made to fuck. We were made to have a cock in a chick's ass, a cock in her hole, 16, all of it, the whole thing. We were made to do that. All the other shit is ridiculous. Working at fucking Walmart, you're at goddamn Target, you're working at some tool and die shop. Why would you be there when you could have your cock sunk deep in your neighbor's fucking pussy? Why would you be there? Which one do you prefer? Fucking Walmart or cocking some chick? Lock and load. So when she gets up, I see these juices, man. It's, it's in fucking credible. We didn't hardly say shit. She came initially to be professional. She couldn't pull off the professional shit. Why? Because they want dick way more than they want to drive a car, a truck, and pick up some fucking package from some old crotchety asshole, some old fucking Republican who's in there drilling something or sanding something, or in a basement mopping a floor or sealing the basement floor, changing a sump pump. They don't want that. They want D-I-C-K. They want D-I-C-K. Say it with me right now. They want D-I-C-K. So she stands up, I see the juices. My cock is slamming on the inside of the hole. It's through the hole, but it's hitting the edge of the hole because like five inches is outside the hole and it's hitting the edge of the hole and it's thumping and thumping and thumping and thumping. I can smell her snatch. I can smell it. Now the snatch has that odor. It's, it works like this. You gotta pay some price somehow. In case you get off of this, you don't have a baby, you don't, you don't get her pregnant, you don't get syphilis, AIDS, chlamydia, you don't fucking end up with her husband and beating your brains in. You gotta have some repercussion to fucking her. There has to be a payment. Everything comes with a payment. And eventually the price tag will come in. And that's how the woman snatch the idea that I call it skunk. That's how the woman snatch, which is putrid, which sounds like something was dead, like a skunk or a gaggle of skunks were run over and then something else came over, run them over again, and somebody raked them to the side of the road. The snatch smelling like that is going to be your price. I have trouble with it. I still have trouble with it. It's unbelievable. I used to have sex with women in the Huey helicopter during the service. We were 300 feet up. I'd get down near their snatch, and at that point, I just couldn't man up. Is that what they say? And I'd grab them by the cunt like a six-pack, and I'd grab them by their snoot, and I'd throw them out the other side of the fucking Huey helicopter door. It was a sliding door. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get down there any closer. It was like a fucking in a windstorm, a battle of stink, like the most fiercest hurricane you could ever be in, and raining death. That's what it smells like the closer and closer you get to a cunt. I couldn't stop on this. I had to accept. 
You hear me, fuckstick? I had to accept the ramifications, the repercussions, the payment, the price that I had to pay to get down to that prime driver's cunt. I turned it in all sorts of other stuff. It's like she brought her cunt to me. I don't have to pay a thing. She delivered herself to me using somebody else's gas. Probably a man that bought that gas. I guess so. Bezos. He bought that gas. A man delivered my concubine to me using gas he bought. And here she was. I had to pay the price. If it stunk, I had to accept it. I had to grow up for just this moment. I don't want to. You may not want to either. For this one moment, I had to be serious. I had to engage. I had to disavow what I was about to do. And that was get near that cunt, that prime truck driver's cunt, the odor. And I, I had to accept it. And I, t- I accepted it out loud to myself in a little breathy way. And I said this. Her cunt is like the worst thing I've ever smelled. Man, she's six feet from me. I didn't say it that loud. But I have to accept it. Do I want to go down there? This is the price. There's all kinds of prices. If this is the only price that I'll pay, then I've lucked out. It's just an odorous price that may waft away and leave me. It's not a fucking lawsuit. It's not a baby. It's not chlamydia, herpes, gonorrhea. It's not throat cancer as of yet. I'm thinking this to myself. So just accept that cunt. Breathe it in. Breathe that cunt in. In, out. In, out. Take that cunt and accept it. Because you're going to be really fucking soon. And I kind of got to liking the idea that my cock was through the toaster box. That the toaster was there. And my cock was out. And I got to liking the idea that I might fuck her and pancake the toaster while the toaster's on my cock because I have a cock. That's why I called the Abraham Lincoln Log Splitter. It's a monster. I have a cock that can do that, has the power to do that. And she moved towards me. I could hear every crunch in the ground. And the odor got stronger and stronger. And her heartbeat got louder and louder. Man, I was going to start fucking. Because I brought that to me. I can bring anything to me, and so can you, with the right fucking mindset. It's that easy. I brought it to me. And now I'll have to maybe die from the unholy fucking stench coming from the prime driver's, prime driver's truck. She's got a payroll app. She's got employers. She's got people she sees all day at work. A set routine. Pardon me. I'll be back in a second. (coughs) I have to accept this. the way it fucking is you've been listening to the one and only my dick is enormous there is no escape Big clock. 
in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There's thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower, a hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall, brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above this is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts, the person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body, sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you could go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year. Maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a $700,000 house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to, anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second. All you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Yvette, did you know that 25 million women die every year in America? 
when the funeral director works on the dead woman at the funeral home just before burial, they always notice that the dead woman's pussy looks just like it did when the woman was just a kid. That's right. There is no sign of wear whatsoever with regards to a woman's cunt. If a woman dies when she is 80, she likely had another 80 years worth of hard and deep dicking ahead of her. Female cunts just don't wear out, ever. Yvette, I have written the Goodyear Tire Company. My scientist friend, who is also a double amputee, has figured out the molecular makeup of a woman's cunt, and he can reproduce the molecular makeup of a chick's pussy in the form of an automobile tire. Yvette, car tires will never wear out because they are in actuality indestructible pussies that are made to look like automobile tires. My scientist friend can't get the tire to turn black like a normal tire. So all of my revolutionary pussy tires have to be pink. Would you like a set of pink pussy tires made from the same molecules that make up a woman's snatch complete with genuine vaginal fish smell for your car? I will send you a set if you loan me $1.4 million to get my company off the ground. Please get back to me ASAP. I'll make you bloody rich, Yvette. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister. She was inside one of the last standing phone booths in the city. When your big-titted little sister saw me, she hung up the phone and let me inside the old phone booth, and then she closed the phone booth door. Before I knew what was happening, we were fucking while we were standing up inside the phone booth. I was about to come until I blacked out. The both of us were unconscious inside the phone booth for nearly a week. A parade went past us, honoring the late mayor, and then a circus marched past us because they were performing at the high school auditorium. Even a shitload of vintage cars drove past us because they were heading for a car show at the fairgrounds. Your big-titted little sister and I were naked, and our stained underwear was hanging off the telephone. From what I've been told, your big-titted little sister's vaginal juices were so smelly, so powerful, that we were knocked out almost instantly. In the week we were unconscious, inside the phone booth, the both of us shit at least a dozen times each. The both of us lost nearly 15 pounds each because we were unconscious and not eating and only breathing the fish odor emanating from your big-titted little sister's tight gash. The fire department smashed out all the windows and then cut the roof off the phone booth and lifted our naked bodies through the telephone booth roof using a helicopter. Lucky for us, we were saved when a 12-year-old abnormally big-chested, huge-nippled girl sporting full red lips walked past the fishy-smelling phone booth. Your big-titted little sister and I would have died if it wasn't for the 12-year-old alerting the authorities as to our plight. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark Olson from Olson's General Merchandise Store, located only 27 feet from the phone booth where the two naked people are being extracted as we speak. If you come to my store right now, you can buy a 65-year-old safe 
The combination has been lost long ago that contains Barbara Eden's panties when she was only 18 years old. She's the beautiful lady that starred in I Dream of Jeannie. Also, folks, I've got a tremendous sale on chrome-plated anal expanders. Now, folks, these anal expanders have an engraving on them of Liberace. That's right, he's long dead, but he was a world-famous piano player. Come and get your Liberace-engraved anal expanders only a dollar ninety-nine right now at Olson's General Merchandise. Fuck! Ah! Uh. 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 Uh. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.